Welcome everybody to the Parts Room Podcast presented by Exodus 4x4. I'm your host, Bubba O'Brien, owner of Exodus 4x4. To my right, the burly fellow with the, the bearded lady Jeep, Ryan Anderson. And coming at us remote from Jinx, Oklahoma is Mr. Tony Payne, who also has his own YouTube channel, Trail Cartel. What's up, um, everybody? Did you say hi, Ryan? Hi, everyone. Yeah, there you go. But before we go too far into the podcast and what we're going to talk about today, let's talk about the podcast itself and what, what we're doing here. So this is not just an audio podcast, it's also video. Uh, we've been allowed by Spotify to add video as well. So that'll be pretty cool and something that we're used to, used to video and everything. So I thought if we're going to do a podcast, and that would be the most natural way to do it was to also video it. But why are we doing a podcast? And this goes back to... Earlier this summer, Tony and I were talking on the phone and his son mentioned that our conversation sounded very much like a podcast. We should just have a podcast because it turns out that we've been having podcasts quite a, quite a lot over the last couple of years. Yeah. Seems so like we have opinions or something. I don't know. We, we have good opinions too. And so we thought, what, what the hell, man? Let's do a podcast. So here we are. I started putting everything together and assembling the podcast studio here at Exodus. And I realized when I bought all the equipment that my current office situation wasn't going to work. Like that wasn't going to work for, to be able to do the podcast. We're waiting on the new Exodus four by four building to be built in which my office will be much larger and more accommodating to a podcast studio. But in the meantime, we needed to do something. So we moved it to the parts room which is literally, this is the name of the name of the podcast is a parts room. And it's because my office is now in the parts room. And that would be the most accommodating place to hold a podcast. So here we are in the parts room doing a podcast, which is also my office. And I curated it very well. Um, and um, most people can't tell my assortment of whiskeys, which Ryan also contributed to this this morning. Employee of the month. Yeah. Mr. Eye, can Mr. Eye Candy. How high was that bar? <laughs> right next to the right next to the wrapper I threw on the floor next to the trash can. <laughs> right there. That was the bar. And Tony, you got anything to add to this before we step into actual podcasting? No, man. I'm just excited. I, I feel confident that we got something this time and it's going to work out and um, we're actually going to be able to poop one of these things out to the public. <laughs> I hope so. And I hope by Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all of you that by the time this actually gets out, you're probably sitting around and you're so bored, you're willing to listen to this. So thank you. Yeah. Ryan, do you have anything to add before we start casting the pod? Oh, no. I'm just excited <laughs> to get started as well. Well, purpose of the podcast is just to, to basically talk, right? We'll talk about off-road stuff mostly. We might throw some some uh, current events in now and then. Try to stay non-political, yeah, as as much as we can. Which most people that know me, that you know, I I don't think that really matters to me. I lost a follower last week on Instagram <laughs> when I posted. The, by the way, these new hoodies are like the, I don't know if you guys, if anybody's seen the hoodie, but. The new hoodie. We just we just wanted to pay tribute. 
you know, to whatever. Those of you that can only hear and not see, I'm going to encourage you to go to Spotify for the rest of that or watch the video. Uh, but, yeah, that's Sam's, so we still had some here. Um, but those are all sold out. If you're interested in those, email Ryan. He loves it when people email wanting hoodies. Oh, it's my favorite part of the day. Yeah. I got a little mini Amazon going up there, just shipping stuff out all day. I think I have one save for you, Tony, by the way. Yay. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, that one up there on the shelf. I know I may have promised that to somebody else, but Tony is far more important than that person. There we I go. Agree. I agree. Yay. So, yeah, we're going to talk mostly about off-road stuff, you know, what's new in the off-road world as much as we can. And we're totally open to uh, suggestions. So if you guys feel like there's something you want to talk about, definitely email us and let us know. As we get better at this, we do have an option to do a call-in show. And I want, I really want to get, I really want to get on board with that because I think that'll be fun. What, right, Tony? Oh, yeah. That'll be a blast. Yeah. Might, might, uh, we might try that when I drive down to get the thing that we're going to talk about today um, altered. Well, that's going to be, that's quite a bit off. Oh, we want to do it sooner before we alter that thing. Yeah, it's going to be a while. You know, the stuff that we ordered isn't going to be here till March. And it is December. I know. I saw my, my appointment date and I was like, man, I got to, I got to find something to bring that thing down there. Yeah, no. no, you could always just come down here. do Because it. it's going to be at your shop while I'm in Easter Jeep Safari, and that doesn't work for me. <laughs> oh, wait. No, it won't be. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, it'll be, it'll be before, before that. And you're going to make that happen, Ryan. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I just threw it all on this guy. I, yeah, I thought the irony of the whole thing is, is that we have 15 weeks before EJS. But we scheduled my Bronco in true uh, rooster fashion to be there one week before it has to be at an event. Well, that's what I thought y'all wanted to do. Because that's I, the way I thought y'all do like doing it like nine hours before you leave. I thought that was kind of the yeah. thing. Well, it's going to need to be painted too, so that's not going to work. It's going to it's going to it's going to have to have a few weeks before EJS. But anyways, okay, so off-road stuff uh maybe every now and then talk about some some new social stuff going on if it's really relevant um i don't know like i said if there's anything else you guys can totally email us and uh, we'll see what we can do the call in portion of the show that would be pretty fun i can't wait and when that happens well you guys will you'll know about it because we'll announce something on social media about uh, what time to call in and, and the phone number so that'll be That'll be something. And we have more room in here in the studio for two more guests uh, to sit across the desk from me and talk. We've actually done that a couple of times during practice. And <laughs> the podcast started out good, and then it just went completely bonkers. I think we did like two and a half hours that one night. It was just that too was much. Fun, though. It was fun. But... So let's talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is Tony's new Bronco. And Yay. Yeah, Tony got himself a new 2021 Bronco. It's a first edition, so it's completely loaded, as loaded as it can be. So it's lacking nothing at all, right? You even got a hardtop. I did, I did. I got a Nick hardtop. Yeah. I think, actually, it got two. It got one that leaked. It got held at map, and I got the second one. And the first thing I did was took it through a tunnel um, at a car wash and yep. let it have it. Yeah, just to see what happened, and it didn't leak. So, so at least I got one good solid attempt. The, well, one of the things I want to ask you then is, 
What do you think about the hard top versus the hard top on the Jeep? Sound. Let's talk about sound wise. What do you think? For me, it's the same. You know, um, it's still got a little wind noise, just like uh, most of the Jeep ones do. Mm-hmm. We've we've got lucky on a couple of Jeeps and got some pretty quiet tops. But yep. um, you know, after banging it down through Baja and doing Paladuro and all the stuff that we do, you know, you rode in mine. It was a little bit squeaky leaky. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it was tight, I would say sound wise, it's on par. Now I did have the hothead headliners in rooster, which made a great difference opinion, like in white noise and rattles and road noise and things like that. This one just has a thin piece of carpet on it that they call a headliner. So I'm super excited about, you know, hotheads maybe coming out with something a little better for it and giving that a whirl. But, uh, you know, it's on par inside outside. I still don't think it looks as good. It just, it has exposed edges and things that are going to, you know, seem to me like be concerning. Okay. Now for, for context here, Tony also just had a very, very nice Jeep JLUR that you sold Mm -hmm. that I built. That was the one that we did a video on it for Baja. Well, right before we left to Baja. We did a lot of dumb things with that thing and it was a good time. Yeah, it was a really, really nice build that we did. Uh, It started out as a Stingray JLUR that we went and put a 6.4 Hemi in, Curry F9 axles, Evo double throwdown, suspension with high clearance long arms, rock slide engineering steps, Genrite rear tire carry. It was really, really nice. Uh, Trail ready bead locks with 40 inch Nitto truck wrappers. We built that thing in a lane. It was like 12 working days. And then we busted out and just went down to Ba on it and killed it. It was a great, great build. We had 99.997% non-issue. I think there was one little incident we had where Bolt backed out very, very first day within the first 20 minutes, probably. Uh, Bolt backed out on the hydrosteer on the clamp, and we lost it. So uh, other than that, and we, eventually we fixed that. A couple of days later, we double-sheared that thing uh, down in Bahan. It hadn't had any problems since then. That was a great reliable build and you ended up getting rid of it because much like when I sold my Gladiator, it was just time when you get a certain amount of mileage on a vehicle like that. It's like, you're either going to keep it or, and, and be totally committed to that build and uh, love it forever. Or you got just as much mileage on it and you had just the right amount of fun with it that now you can easily let it go and let somebody else enjoy that build, which is what you and I both did with our builds yep. and now you've got almost within a week you went from owning that selling it and then your bronco f- showed up so you're really fresh on going from jeep to bronco so you're a great person to talk to about first impressions on this thing one of those being the hard top i was kind of curious about that well, let's talk about the interior and the layout of it before we go any, into anything else we're kind of already there with the hard top so let's talk about the rest of the interior and how it feels on the inside of the vehicle What do you think compared to Jeep? Yeah, I love the interior. I love the seats. They're super comfortable. I've heard some people complaining about them. I I don't understand that. You do set in it a little bit different. You know, the Jeep, you're setting in it, you know, your legs are kind of straight down in a lot of ways, like you're in a chair. This is a little bit between that and the way you set in a Tacoma, where your feet are kind of straight out in front of you. So you do set in it a little bit lower, but um, super comfortable. The armrest is at the exact right height. What do you think about Broncos? Um, I don't have enough experience in him yet. Do you know what packages and everything he has on his? Oh, it's a first edition, so it's completely loaded. Okay. It's, the, you know, I, I guess the Lux package is standard on it, which means leather seats, 12-inch uh, display, 
Sasquatch package. It's the works. So it's everything that you could possibly get on a Bronco. I do believe is on the first edition. I just drove the one that one day, and I, of course it was a seven speed. I think it was the smaller of the engines. That yeah. one that your sister brought by. That one was, that one was comfy. I liked it. I didn't have any problem with it, but I, I would want to know what it feels like off road. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we rode him one out of King of the Hammers. Yeah. And it was, uh, the ride was pretty damn good. And I, I thought it was really impressive. More impressive than that of a stock Jeep, which is that we had a stock Bronco. Uh, now it was, it did have Sasquatch, I believe, which is, is not, you know, a standard option. It's, uh, but it still rode amazingly. The gear shifter to me is in the perfect location. You've got your arm on the armrest. Um, gear shifters right at the right location. Goat modes are in a great location because you just drop your hand down and you got your goats reach straight forward like this and you can hit your hero switches and then your upfitter, you got six upfitters up top that are pre-wired in the vehicle and all that stuff's just in a great spot that you don't have to take your eyes off the road or what you're doing to actually take advantage of that. So super happy with that part of the interior um, fit and finish. It feels big inside too. It's a lot more space, a lot less claustrophobic than a Jeep. And I need to preface this, but I still Jeeps and we still have a gladiator and I still love the thing. So, you know, everybody wants to compare it to a Jeep and that's fine, but there's probably other vehicles that are better suited to be compared to it, honestly. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even consider this a replacement for a Jeep. Um, you know, a lot of people speculate that because I sold my gladiator that that was so that I could get a Bronco and that wasn't the fact and it wasn't the case at all. It was just a good time for me to sell the gladiator and judging by some of the prices people are selling their gladiators for, and maybe I should have sold mine for more, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't, you know, that's never been the case that I sold the gladiator to make room for the Bronco. That wasn't it. I mean, it was just, it was good timing. And I don't consider the Bronco. If I, if I end up with it, that, that that's my replacement for the Jeep at all. It's not, it's just another, it's just another way to off-road, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited to work on them, and I'm excited to build them. People bashing them and comparing them to Jeeps, I, I really just, I don't know. I think they're way off by doing that. But, um, okay, so interior-wise, it's laid out pretty well. It's very comfortable. What's the furthest mm -hmm. you've spent uh, driving this thing? About two hours max so far. Right. So, two yeah. hours. Mm -hmm. And... Two hours in the Bronco, I get, you know, I'm, I mean, we're comparing it to the Jeep. I guess, you know, I'm guilty yeah. of it myself. Well, but people want to know. Yeah, I mean, and because most people listening to this are Jeep people. So I guess if you were comparing it to the Jeep, what would you say as far as uh, power-wise? How do you feel about it? Well, comparing it to the Gladiator, I mean, I think it's, I like the power of it better, but I am spoiled um, to, you know, the Rooster was, 505 horses, hemi swap. So mm -hmm. I definitely got in the thing and felt like there was something missing in the power range, you know, when I first picked it up. But that's not really fair to the Bronco if I'm trying to be fair. Yeah. It's um, 2.7 twin turbo V6, 10 speed automatic, 4.7 final drive gear ratio with 35 inch tires. And it's yep. not impressive. Or is it? It's well, not fair for me to say, yeah. Well, compared to the Gladiator, of, what would you think? Yeah. Stock right, drivetrain so versus stock drivetrain. I compare it I very easily to Alex's two-door twin turbo two-liter. Mm -hmm. um, it, it 
does the same kind of a shift pattern where the engine cuts on the trans, you know, every time it shifts, it kind of dies out. Um, it's got that same power, that same pull. So I think it's very comparable to that, um, in the field, you get it out on the highway and it doesn't hunt, doesn't search for gears. The turbos do their job and it, it's, it's really nice and easy to drive out on the highway. So power wise, I, I think if I had never been in the Hemi, I would have been pretty impressed with the power. Okay. Fuel wise, eighteen. Yeah, with thirty fives. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> That's not a long highway trip either. I, yeah. I I think I could see it at nineteen or better out on the highway. Wow. All right. I mean that that's something, right? That's and I think that's yeah. the whole reason why like, a lot of people are, are kind of like bummed out that we don't see a more powerful drivetrain in these. But that's not what manufacturers are shooting for nowadays as much as they are fuel economy, because that's becoming more and more important, uh, you know, to a lot of people, whether the people that are listening to this or watching this podcast, whether you're those people or not, there are a lot of people out there that, um, believe it or not, we are not a majority of the consumer base here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's, it's hard to believe those people that buy these things and modify them and, run at least a 37 inch tire on it. Yeah. We are not the focal point of Ford when they built this thing. Yeah. They're looking for people that are, you know, they're going to be satisfied. What's that? We are special. We are special. We are very special. So, uh, hit 19. I think that's, that's probably what Ford is shooting for is 19, 19, 20 miles a gallon. So we talked about interior. We talked about the hard top and power. It's definitely something that I think a lot of people are wanting to put the coyote in these things. Do you think yeah. that's realistic? Do you I think would love it with a coyote in it. I would so. love it. Why though? I mean, it's got, it's got a lot of, well, it's got a lot of power. I mean, how much more power does it need? Well, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it with a 500 horse. I mean, I'd like to see it just like I had the rooster because this thing handles great, man. I mean, where you point it, it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't had it in any crawling situation, but I can tell you right now, it's going to go where you point it and it's going to stay on track. And, you know, coming from a solid front axle, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, um, it's, this thing's going to be fun at high speed. I, I, I thoroughly believe that. So. Yeah. And I think that's what it's meant for exterior wise. What do you think about the looks of it? I like everything, but those goofy fenders, those, those daggum bolts on fenders. And I, and I know we're doing something about that, but they look mm. silly. Um, I don't like that. So removing those, you know, would be a, be a nice thing. But other than that, I, I like the mix top. I like the kind of that gray finish on the, on the, uh, area 51 blue that I have looks good together. So, yeah, let's go back into interior for a second and talk about the, you have the first edition. So you got the 12 inch screen. What do you uh-huh. think? What do you think about that? I like the size of the screen and it has the capability to have some super high resolution color on it. You can tell by the graphics when you open the door, mm-hmm. Bronco kind of gets created out of rocks and stuff. But once it's up and running, it, it's very flat looking. It's very monochrome. It's like a two tone color. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like they just kind of laid up with this big display now. And the cameras, the cameras in the display are, they're cool. What they cover, you know, from the mirrors to the, you know, that 360 view you get the backup camera. But at night, it is nowhere near as good as the one that's in the Jeep. So it's, it's real pixelated and grainy. So the night vision in that backup camera is, is sucks. I give that thumbs down. Yeah. All 100%. Right. And they're, they're, 
there's shit sliding all over the place all the time. There's on the one on the dash. There's like, you know, click okay to do this or your charging's not on. I mean, it is all kinds of information coming at you from all directions. So really? that does get a little bit goofy, a little bit annoying. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would like to take this opportunity to completely bitch about the speedometer and the instrument cluster. It is the most useless piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay. It, it has one needle. It. it has one needle on it. The tack is useless. I mean, it's like this, this bar off of this shitty 1970 Atari video game. I mean, I'm like, yeah. what in the hell? Who, whoever engineered the cockpit as far as controls, comfort, steering wheel, that guy gets gold star. Whoever did the dash was related to somebody important and got that job because they knew somebody. I'm telling you. Okay. It needs it's like an Atari joystick to change the controls on it. It's dumb. Wow. Just wait. If that doesn't say yeah, tone for you're the opinions say, but, on this podcast, I don't know what yeah. does. <laughs> what? No, we no, it's good, opinion. man. That's no, awesome, it's though, good. Man. I, I, I want to see some hypercritical stuff. I mean, I, want, yeah. I don't want to tell be roses with this thing. Well, it's not. I mean, the I run the UAG phone case. the The induction charger will not work with this case. So if I want to charge my phone in the in the charging spot, Take I have to pull it out of the case. Yeah, and anytime you hit a bump, you know it. It'll uh, and I hit some bumps because <laughs> I'm not just goofing around this damn thing. So, you know, it throws it off and quits charging. So, I mean, there's areas for improvement. I know, you know, I had a Denali uh, Chevrolet truck and it did not have that problem. You know, it that induction was strong on it. So. Right. I mean, it's first gen. They're going to improve on some of this stuff. And, but right now, yeah, there's that for sure. You know, that bothers me. So, so does it have power um, seats or not? This one does. The first edition has power seats. Okay. And, uh, dude, this thing has heated seats and a heated steering wheel. So you know what kind of trouble that got me in with rooster. Right? Mm, yes. The wife yeah. did not appreciate that. I think the exact words was, is you did all of this shit to this Jeep <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't have heated seats. Yeah. You order them off Amazon, put them in there. Yeah, I order them off Amazon. Good. Yeah, I didn't come back to that point though. Uh, Jamie hasn't spent a whole lot of time in it, but we took a you know small road trip in it and just riding around. And then and one thing she did say unsolicited was she goes, I could ride in this thing coast to coast. And uh, I didn't really get that out of any of my Jeeps that I've had. I had a Bronco, you know, first day reservation on order. And then I canceled it because, oh, long story, I had a feeling that I wasn't, I don't know, I just, I was getting that vibe. Like the dealership wasn't communicating with me about saying, hey, well, if you change from a hard top to a soft top, you'll get it sooner. If you take, if you take Sasquatch off, you'll probably get it sooner. I ordered a Badlands, pretty much a Badlands high package with Sasquatch and, um, hard top and it, it just eight months of nothing not even a vin number and i was pissed and so i canceled it and the dealership's like hey uh well we have another one coming in that's actually a lux package you know it's in rapid red it's not exactly the same uh bronco you wanted but you know we'll sell it to you for msrp and i was like oh yeah hell yeah i'll take that and then uh, literally as the thing is probably about to show up here at the dealership uh, I think it was it was set to arrive December twenty second is what it said the ETA was, and uh, it was it was in shipment and they and they come back and they said oh by the way we're gonna have to add a ten thousand dollar ADM to that sixty thousand dollar Bronco, and I was like no nah, I mean you didn't even pay that much right for a first well, edition close sixty two nine yeah yeah I mean I think the one that the MSRP was almost sixty one thousand on this one it wasn't a first edition but damn. 
And I was just like, hell no, man, I'm not going to pay that. I went to the Bronco Pages. I told my dealer to kick rocks. Like, I want to buy yeah, a spark that, plug from that, you. That's a nice way of saying it. But yeah, I was like, dude, if I'm going to pay an ADM, I'd rather pay a human being an ADM, not some greedy ass dealership. So I went to the Facebook pages and uh, actually somebody had invited me on Facebook to, uh, I forget who it was, but thank you for doing that. I found a 21 year model Bronco Outer Banks red guy in Alabama selling it for six over uh, MSRP. And actually he hadn't even taken possession of it yet. He works at a dealership and um, it showed up Thursday. So I bought it. And so here's my, my cashier's check, Tony, right here. So I'm going to fly out tomorrow and I'm going to get this stupid thing. And uh, I'm going to drive it all the way back from Birmingham, Alabama to New Braunfels. So uh, Sam will be here in a little bit. Sam, and uh, for those that don't know Sam, you will. You should know Sam. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know Sam by now, then you need to go back and watch some videos and see Sam. We're going to fly out there in the morning, pick it up, and drive back. And I think by the time we get back here, we'll have a pretty good idea of what I think about the Bronco. But it's a it's a 2.7 automatic. I think he has 4.3 final drive ratio, which is weird. Yeah. They, have a, they have a few different gear ratios for these. 4.7, 4.6, 4.3. 3.7, I think. Yep. Is Am I missing yeah, one? No, I think right. I did. So anyways, uh, by the time I get back, we'll have a pretty good idea of what it is. And then we have quite a few goodies here that we could put on it right away, but we can't really mess with it too much just because we can't fit the tires on it that I want to put on it until the new fiberglass or, uh, shows up. So we do have some 5-inch ADV glass coming in for both of ours. Um, mm -hmm. we do have some Fox 2.5 coilovers here for yours. Uh, mine got taken and borrowed by, uh, the guys that were Comal truck gear. So I had no use for them. I said, yeah, yeah, I can take them. When yours show up, you can bring yours back over here and I'll put them on mine. But, um, 37 inch Nitto trail grapplers. I think I know what wheels I'm going to run on this thing. Do you know what you're going to do? Yeah, I think I'm going to try the machetes. Going to go with the old tried and true machete beadlocks. Um, yep. so yeah, I think that's going to be super rad when these things get built out and hopefully let's see, uh, glass should be here. ETA is March. So I'm thinking if, if Easter Jeep Safari is in April, we're right in that window of last minute to build them. If we're going to take them to Easter Jeep Safari, which a lot of people are probably like, why are you taking a Bronco to Easter Jeep Safari? Again, to me, it's not, it's just, a it's just another off-road vehicle. I don't even know that I'll off-road it out there. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I went last year in Rooster, and there was Toyotas and Chevys and all kinds of things in there. It was just a lot of bad vibe about that Bronco. A lot of a lot of really frustrated, cheap people buy it. And I'm not, I'm not sure what that's about yet, but. Um, yeah. I think a lot they, of, uh, I think most people just feel like dishonored or something. I don't know, because, you know, Jeep loyalist or selling their Jeeps and buying Broncos. And to me, it's, that's quite the opposite. I think the people that are doing that are more the enthusiasts because they, they just want to enjoy off road and they're, they're ready to try something different and get out there in this thing. So I don't, I don't, I think the animosity towards the Bronco, I think once most people get out there and they see them actually wheeling and Maybe they go for a ride in one or drive it or whatever. I think they're going to come around to, to saying, hey, you know, this thing's not that bad after all and give it a chance. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing more people bring them here to the shop to get them modified. 
just because I want to see the different <laughs> styles that, you know, yeah. the different, the different things that people are going to want to do to them, uh, which is, again, that's the great thing about the Jeep is there's so many different things. There's so many different ways to build them. And over time, it, there's going to be more and more options for them. Right now, the Bronco doesn't have a whole lot of options out there, but enough. Yeah. You know what, what worries me a little bit is like, if you, like as a Jeeper, we're all out there doing our thing. Something breaks down. They have the tools, you have the tools, but it kind of comes together. And I think that support for the Bronco initially is going to be not there because there's not going to be the parts and the tools. Right. Right. So I think, you know, on top of that, I, you know, I don't know what we're, some of us are coming from Jeeps over to Broncos to play around. I don't know where the other people are coming from and what their mentality are. Are they new? Are they side by side guys? What, you know, what are we going to have of this mixture when we're out with the Bronco guys? So, I mean, I think there's, there's some of that because I love my Jeep people and I love being a Jeep person. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I love the you know, community, so that, man. Oh man. It's great. And I just don't see from what I'm seeing on Instagram and what I'm seeing, I don't feel like the support, is right. going towards the type of person and I'm not picking on the people that are coming over from Jeeps to Broncos or the people that are coming from Toyotas to Broncos or just jumping on the, I'm off roading, but I just, man, I'm not seeing it and it's worrying me a little bit, you know? Yeah. I think that's why you were kind of anxious to see me get on Broncos just so you had somebody to play with. Cause yeah, it's, you know, when I go on Instagram and I, and I try and kind of see what's going on out there, what people, cause that's the easiest, that's the most accessible place for, for most people to post up what they're doing with these things is Instagram. So it's a good place to go and kind of that barometer of what's going on out there. And you're just not seeing a whole, whole lot of, of risk being taken with these things. And I hope we change that. Not, not because I want to break it just because, you know, I, I want people to feel like to experience how capable the rig is if, if they're going to be buying these things and upgrading them and taking them out and playing with them. Let's, let's see what they can do. And so far we're just not seeing that. Not like you see with the Jeeps. And again, it's not a Jeep, it's a Bronco. So maybe that, maybe I'm missing it because I'm looking for that. But you know, a guy on black bear pass stacking rocks in a six inch ditch you know, or a, you know, whatever rut in the road, you know, and then even got into the really hard part of Black Bear Press hit on it. But talking about how hardcore it is, you know, and I'm not picking on any one person, but that's just the one thing that I saw about it. And it was getting a lot of reaction. I was like, that's it. I mean, if that's the, if that's it, and we're going to talk about social media and, and what you what you can do with social media with one of these things, man, i I think that we can really score a big hit with this going out and gaining some attention with them and, and showing people what they can do with these rigs. So I'm looking forward to that. I think people just need to stop being afraid of them. And maybe that, maybe that's a terrible thing. I'm not, maybe I shouldn't say people are being afraid of them, but I don't know. I, I just don't, I'm not quite sure about it. So I'm anxious to get in it. I'm anxious to get out there with other people that own them and see what, they think about it with them on the trail and, and what's holding them back from taking some, uh, you know, some bigger chances with these things and, and, you know, really showing people what they do. I saw that video too. And I didn't understand the rock piling, even on the side, they were piling rocks. It, that's the last place it needed them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and I get it. Um, unknown vehicle, first time on black bear the person gets scared. So maybe they were throwing rocks for the driver's sake or, or what, but that is a line. I mean, that's the line I put people on 
um, when they're in an unlifted Jeep, mm-hmm. you know, just run them close to that edge. And that's the way you do it. That other side's where you flop. In the video, it doesn't show it, but that right-hand side is gnarly compared to the left-hand side as you're, as you're sitting in the driver's seat. So but to that point, I think we're going to see a lot of newcomers. Not that that person was a newcomer. I think that person knows how to wheel. But um, we're going to see a lot of newcomers into this industry um, because of this, which is great. And, you know, and hopefully everybody can kind of stay within their comfort zone and work their way into a position where they're doing something because Black Bear Pass is an amateur trail with professional consequences is the way it was described to me. And there's really nothing to it until there is, until you make a mistake or, you you know, you have a little incident and then you're going to die. I mean, there's no, there's no fail safe on that thing. So no. you either do it right or you, or you die. What do you think, Ryan? I don't know enough about it to have uh, my own opinion on it yet. I mean, I watch videos and everything just like everybody else. I don't know what video y'all are talking about, but I would definitely like to see it out on the trails. But I don't know if it's really the same kind of, like you said, the same kind of off-roading that you're going to get from the Jeep. No, you're not. So, I mean, I think it's two different worlds as far as the off-road community goes is with the Bronco versus the Jeep. I think yeah, if you were uh, if you were looking at trails on a scale of one to ten, I think everything up to level five, you're probably going to enjoy more in a Bronco than you would in a Jeep. And then I think after that, you're probably going to wish you were in a Jeep. Yeah, I don't know. I what do you think? Tony? To say. I mean, I think it's, I think if people look at it right now, the yeah. way mine is, if they look at it at a leveled up Forerunner um, straight from the factory, you know, you didn't have to spend all that money and do all that cutting to get 35s on your forerunner straight from the factory. You got this Bronco that's on 35. I think that's a great comparison for the way it is right now. It's just a leveled up forerunner and there's nothing wrong with that. We've had three forerunners in my family. I'm sorry, three forerunners in my family and we love them. They just don't do what we did in the Jeeps, right? So I'm excited that this is kind of that in between. And when we get done with it, it may be way more than that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and everybody kind of stamp back for a second and look at where we're at in this in this industry where you can now go to the dealership and buy a completely capable off-road vehicle that comes standard with 35-inch tires. If you, Well, the Sasquatch package is going to be standard 35-inch tires. And now the recon package, uh, Extreme, what is it? What is the name of that package that Jeep has now, the off-extreme? Oh, um recon it's extreme recon i believe is what it's called yeah, yeah it comes with recon. like 456 gears and, and 35s now right yes be lock mm-hmm. capable wheels so it's essentially the same package as a sasquatch i'll say this about it it comes with nittos right that package comes with nittos from what i understand on the jeep which are pretty damn close to true 35s the 35s on my bronco are 33 and a quarter inch tall oh so, yeah so they're um, little 30 they're 315 they're baby 30 little yeah, I, my Nitto 285s are just as tall as these. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, and, and it's all perspective, right? I mean, uh, people come up to me and they're like, oh my, did that thing come with that big of tires on it from the factory? And I'm looking at it going, yeah. Well, what else you got to add about it, man? There's some, the back door on it is a monster. So when you, when you get it, you open that back door, you're going to, I mean, it's got a hydraulic little cylinder, a little ram to keep it open. That thing's a beast. Um, but what when you, you open it, it's heavy or? Like a uh, door is like this big, man. It's monster compared to the Jeep back door. The interesting thing, the thing that I don't like, and is if you remember, I ran my seats flat in the, in the Jeep all the time. And I had about half of a goose gear set mm-hmm. up in the back. There's a step up when the seats are down. Oh, that's annoying. I need to, yeah. Yeah. So in the Jeep Wrangler, when you lay the seat down, it's flat all the way to the back. 
tailgate. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the yep. Bronco, you're actually got a like what maybe four six inches or what is it? Cliff probably, yeah. So you got a step right there. Yeah, that weirds me out a little bit. It bothers me. Might might be why the back seats are so comfortable though. You know why there there seems to be more room there. But. There could be some benefit to that though. It's like stuff that you don't like. You need a little bit of a wall right there to keep it from tipping. Out. Like maybe that's where I would put my ice chest or something like that. So yeah. So how long do you think that rant that that cylinder is going to last on the tailgate? Well, it's protected when the door's shut. It appears to be so. I think it'll. I think it'll be fine. I think I'm surprised more of the overlanding camp kitchen guys aren't complaining a little bit more because the 12 volt and stuff is on the passenger side. And that's also the, you know, obviously the direction that the, the door hinges on. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got your refrigerator in there and you want to slide it out, you're going to have to fold up your tailgate table. So yeah, I'm surprised there's not more people going, Hey, what the hell? You know, the refrigerator goes on the driver's side, the tailgate table goes on the passenger side and you, you have a nice little camp kitchen. So I think that was an oversight by somebody, but the door doesn't yeah. swing open. So maybe not, I'm not, a, I'm not an overlander. I don't know. I like, I have a fridge and a slide, but that's just cause I don't want to deal with water. Well, I think we're going to see a lot of people start talking more about these now. It looks like Lightbright got theirs, uh, trail recon. How long has he had one? Well, I think his video came out like two days ago and it was interesting because I think he liked it, you know, basically, but, mm-hmm. um, I think, I think he had some issues with it too, that I paralleled what I was seeing. So yeah. it's like, it's like pages and stuff, but you know. It's time now. We're going to start seeing people actually getting their hands on them, like ourselves. You know, we'll we'll do content on it. Uh, we'll make a video when we go pick it up tomorrow. When we're, our first impressions of it as we're driving it along. So I, you know, I think we're going to start seeing more of this, and as we start seeing more of it, we'll start seeing innovation also. So you know, definitely, I think the aftermarket guys are going to be looking out for videos on what people are going to be complaining about and and reading the comments on those videos so they can, they, they're going to be just mining for feedback on these things from, from social media. So I think it's good that a lot of people are starting to get their hands on it. So I think we're going to see some of this stuff start getting addressed in the not too distant future. I think by the time the summer gets here, we're probably going to see a whole lot more stuff trickling out and, and becoming available, maybe not right away, but at least we're going to see some stuff being test it out and try it out as more people get their hands on and start putting out content. What do you think? Uh, I agree. I think, you know, if anybody's going to break it or push it to the limits, it'll be light, right? Right. So mm-hmm. th- they're going to find the fuses in the thing. And I think, you know, obviously guys like recon are going to be coming at it from more of a usability standpoint. And what I like, at least as far as I know, um, both of those two are in the same boat we're in. They're not sponsored. Right. So as far as I know, the opinions you get from them, the opinions you're going to get from us are not going to be bought and paid for or influenced in any way because I, I pay cash for my Bronco. And when I break it, I'm going to be mad. And when I love it, I'm yes. going to be happy. And there's not going to be anybody putting a collar around my neck telling me any different. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I honestly don't know if that's what they do. I, mean, I would assume that anybody that has any kind of sponsorship behind them in any way probably has to be very careful and has to tread lightly on the way they uh, critique things in order to, mm-hmm. you know, to keep sponsors happy. I mean, but there's a way to do it. I mean, there's a way of, of giving honest feedback to people without making it sound like they completely hate a product, but we'll see, like you said, we're not, we're not sponsored folks. We could totally do whatever we want with these things and, and be quite honest about it. I can't wait to put the coilovers on it and get it up a little bit higher and put that glass on it and make it a little bit wider, give it that the stance. I think that I'm used to seeing 
on some of these rigs. I'm anxious, man. I'm anxious to get this thing. I don't know if I'm anxious to get it down to Baja, but I mean, I'm anxious to get it out and put it on some light trails, get a little bit of work in underneath it, especially as a stock, because mine is not Sasquatch. Mine's completely, it does have a rear locking differential, but it's not, it doesn't have the, the sway bar disconnect on it. It doesn't have a front locker. It's going to come stock with 30, what, probably like 33 inch tires. I don't know. I don't know what the outer banks comes with, but for most part, we're going to have to take it out and do a little bit of stock trail on it. Maybe we'll take it up to Hidden Falls, Ryan. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll right? Be perfect. That'd be a perfect little yeah, place to test it out. Tony, come down in his. Uh, I'll do it. Take him, take him out and just do a little putting around in him. Um, light. And I don't know. I don't really consider that out there rock crawling. There's a couple of shelves that are pretty, pretty rad. There's some, there's some good spots. So we could take them out there and kind of play around them. I'm not going to take it to Wolf Caves and and rock crawl with it. I think that I'm just asking for trouble by doing that. Yeah. Or Katimsi. Katimsi is where I like to go in the Jeeps and to really get some uh, test time underneath them. But I don't think we'll be doing that with the Bronco. We'll be taking it out to the Polar Bear Run, I'm sure, if nothing else, just to just to have it there as a talking point with people that come up. You know, For those that don't know, the Austin Jeep people host the, the Polar Bear Run in mid-January. This year will be held out at Wolf Caves. We'll be out there. And we'll be set up doing a lot of different stuff. They're having a buggy competition too this year, which will be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll probably be putting out a video just on the buggy competition. But yeah, I can't wait to get mine, take it out, and do a little bit of uh, trying out with it as stock mode. See my first impressions of it are off road, as well as yours. Uh, if you if you're willing to take that precious first edition to such <laughs> such places, but. Oh, I'll take it there. Um, I'm looking forward to getting to like Death Valley, Amalfi. Oh yeah, yeah. Anywhere that's got got some um, some good go fast in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in trying to make it do something that it wasn't born to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to build the Gladiator, and I still probably will. And I still have that Raptor. I mean, there's just I love going fast. Baja broke me. It made me want to do that. Yeah, me too. I am curious to see how would this Bronco, like like yours, how would it fare on like the Rubicon Trail? Has anybody done that? Like outside of uh, Ford themselves? Do you know if anybody's made uh, a video or anything on that? I haven't. I seen thought it. Lauren did. Didn't the Fun Havers guys take their their entry level lift, their thirty seven lift? Oh, I don't believe like, those guys. <laughs> Lauren yeah. Healy. No sponsor. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about a stock, like yours, oh, a Sasquatch, yeah. and. Basically taking it out and running it the same way you would a stock Rubicon, a jail you are. You know what I mean? I just think you tear the doors up, man. It's yeah. just so wide. I mean, it's just why it's just, yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to have some boat sides or something on it to kind of protect it. Yeah, oh, at that some point. really nice rock sliders, weld on type. Yep. Well, I know a lot of people have uh, hit me up about doing coyote swaps on this. And I'm, I mean, I'm just not in an R&D game, so I don't have any real way to do that yet. I would love to, and I'm very interested in, in figuring that out. So, and willing to sacrifice to the Bronco gods or the horsepower gods um, a, a brand new Bronco in efforts to to get the Coyote in this thing for people. I mean, I'm, I think mechanically we can we can we can fit it in there. We can do everything. It's the electronics side of it that's that makes it tricky. So, I'll be the second. Yeah, <laughs> the second after you <laughs> figure it out, Bubba. After you figure it out, then I want to wheel it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I get it. Part. 
far as I'm concerned. But yeah, Tony, I know we had spoken about this briefly, but uh, the sound system, because you look like a guy that likes to sing on your road trips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think about the sound, sound system? system. We, did, we didn't touch on that in the interior. No, we didn't. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't get the B&O thing. The sound system in my 2013 Raptor is way better than the sound system in this thing. Wow. So I got a buddy using an audio file and he has a, an analyzer and I'll have him bring it over and put it in there. But I promise you it's missing frequencies that anybody will notice. I'm a creature of habit. I listen to the same playlist almost, you know, r- relentlessly until I'm sick of those songs. And um, I've been listening to that playlist in the Raptor and in Rooster and in this thing. And the, it's just their stuffness. I don't like it. Bottom line, needs improvement. But, um, I think the sub's too small in the back and they've got it and they're sitting in the wrong place. So Where's it sit? And there's no sound bar. I mean, I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but there's, this is a plus, I think, in a lot of ways. But there's not the sound bar behind my head Yeah, uh, like there is the Jeep. So, it, I mean, when the top's off, it is going to be wide open, which is going to be awesome. But, um, you know, I think the guys at jcr are gonna have to do some homework to get their uh, banana holder up there <laughs> the sandwich holder sandwich holder yeah. yeah well maybe that's something we can make something yeah some molly go up there do something cool get some place to put up the comms i'm with yeah. you though i'm not a big fan of the sound bar right behind my head i've always, mm-hmm. always i'm but i'm six foot three right ryan you shaking your head like you you yeah, know what I i'm talking with, about i deal with it too yeah yeah it's like the back of my head's touching that thing all the time and it drives me nuts so i'm glad ford did that of course, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, what is it, JBL speaker soundbar that goes in the back? Is that what that yeah, is? That looks, yeah, yeah, JBL is a bar that goes, you know, it's like a, something to be in a boat or in a side-by-side. It's terrible. So, so your yeah. soundbar is on the back part, like over the cargo area? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it's wow. The add-on okay. one. The add-on it's one. add-on, though. It's oh, so it doesn't yet. come stock. Okay. No, 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 that's, no. That's, okay. No, it's terrible though. It's right in the. It's right in the. It, I mean, of course, somebody like us probably have large tires back there. Anyways, you're not gonna be able to see anything once you put that thing on. Which I don't really. I don't know if how much I care. You got side mirrors for that. I can't see out of the back of my Jeep. The I had the Trek top on the back of that thing, and the I don't know if it just set too long close to a tree, but you can't see a damn thing out of that. So that's your fuel tank blocking your view, Bubba. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the gas fumes off of the fuel cell. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah, I didn't either. Smiles, Tony, Tony said smiles that. per gallon. The smiles per gallon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to be a fun project. And that's a whole other podcast in itself. I can't wait to, to get into the next podcast so we can start talking about the next thing, which I hope is going to be my JK and what we're going to be doing to it in the future. And, that, and, and uh, what we've recently finished wrapping up, which I'm driving now uh, when I'm not driving the JK. So, yeah, maybe that's what we podcast about. Maybe we could do another one this week. I don't know. Do it seems it. like a good time to do it. Hopefully, Tony gets It'd be gets good his... to follow up your, your road trip and then segue into yeah, what right? you... Yeah, yeah. Going in, Going to get the Bronco, and then we'll follow it back up, and then we can segue into uh, these other things that I've been building and working on here. It'll be interesting to me to see what you think of the interior, being that you're like seven foot taller than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you think things are laid out perfectly and what you yeah. think of the instrument, or it may make sense to you and things like that. So I don't expect us to have the same opinion on that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you say. The only thing I'm bummed about mine is that it's not, it doesn't have leather seats. And I know a lot of people are like, leather seats? What? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, originally I did. I, yeah, I know, right? Originally, I didn't order a Bronco with leather seats, but the one that I was going to get, uh, that the dealership ended up adding that $10,000 ADM, 
did have the Lux right. package, and I was I had convinced myself I was looking forward to that heated seats, the heating steering wheel, all that. Man, it's basically the same thing you got, except it wasn't a first That's edition. So good. Yeah. So I guess we're going with cat skins and a thirty dollar Amazon seat heater kit. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. You might be sponsored by what is it? PRP. By the time this is over. Yeah, if PRP <laughs> hits me up and says, I mean, I'll totally, I, I will sell out in a heartbeat for some nice seats for that thing. But in all seriousness, though, this was the smarter move. I think I made a mistake by ordering the Sasquatch package on my Bronco early on. So I think this is a smarter play for the shop where we'll be able to actually build this thing out of essentially what I think you would compare this to a Sahara model, right? Like a little bit, actually a little bit above because it comes with a locking rear differential. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially the same thing. It's got the body the color match mirrors and handles it has the option to have the really nice leather interior the luxe interior in it even though mine doesn't mine's got the high package so it's it's comparable in in a sense of taking a sahara model wrangler and building uh, something up out of that so i think i think it's a smart buy for us it'll give us a lot of good content for the viewers to watch as we as we change things on it and we build this thing i think it's going to give us give us a lot of good mileage as far as content goes anything else you want to add about it tony i mean you've been driving this thing for a couple of weeks now yeah it, it's tight man it steers well it handles well well it rides well i still love my jeeps and i don't want to come off as a fanboy but um but no but let's let's talk you... about that that's something that we haven't addressed in this episode yet is that you were like 11 jeeps deep not right yeah. now but overall that you've had quite a few different cjs tjs jk's jl's yep. YJ. YJs. yj's oh my god you bought this cherokee car. grand cherokee i mean i drove the dumpsters it didn't bother me if it wheeled and i liked it i had it you know you've had so. them all at some point so it's not like uh -huh. this isn't you're not some bronco fanboy that just jumped in on the podcast mm -hmm. no man it was a perfect storm for me right yeah we just got back from baja we went straight to king and hammers that Bronco was out there, and oh, yeah. somehow we ended up in with Kurt Ledoux. I mean, how can you not have a fire lit under you for that thing? When you, I mean, we did the go fast, then we went riding in a Bronco with a legend. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a setup. We were drunk <laughs> on Bronco at King the Hammers after that after that uh, ride along with Kurt Ledoux. It just comes down to enjoying off road, no matter how you do it. No shame in enjoying the Bronco there. Nope. And if I want to crawl, I'll, I mean, if I want to rock crawl, I'm going to build a Jeep. I'm sorry. Just what's going to be. And you guys yeah. got plenty of Jeeps around there for you to use, too. So yeah, yeah. We you got recently the, just bought another Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. Another Gladiator. It's on 37. So. Your son bought a Gladiator. It's mine. It's the offices. My son took it and um, claimed it. It's a service so, vehicle. Yeah. Business. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. Yeah, twisted my arm truck. a little bit. But shop truck. With 37s on it. Hey, my shop truck has 38s and yeah. curry. Don't let too much out of the bag, man. Yeah, yeah right. So, so we'll talk about that some more yeah, in I'll the next say. episode. But, we're going to um, build another Gladiator, I promise you. You know, we'll build a Gladiator. I want to build one on 38 and probably a Mojave. And we'll probably hemi-swap it. You know, it's probably just going to be that same, same mm -hmm. formula. Yeah. And I, I had a great comment on one of my videos today of Rooster that said, why do you need 200 extra horsepower to crawl up that shelf? That's a silly question. I, I don't know who I asked that question, but they, that person clearly does not get it. Because it was 225 extra horsepower, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shows right. how much he knows. 
idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What kind of an idiot am I? <laughs> I don't know. Man, I, I, I don't even pay attention to that stuff. I hadn't looked at YouTube comments in two weeks, and I went through them this morning. I was like, oh, wow. Delete. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to keep that cancerous comment in my... You know, I only do that when it's really something stupid and, and uncalled for. I'll delete a comment. For the most part, I'll leave them up there and I'll answer them. And I get those snarky comments back to them. And there, there was a couple that got put up there this morning. Yeah, you just can't even pay attention to what those, those you know, the cheap seats are saying sometimes. And I don't mean cheap in a way that they can't afford or whatever. But just the people that have a shitty attitude, that's why I call them the cheap seats. I mean, they could they could have all the money in the world and have a shitty attitude. I call them the cheap seats. So. It used to bother me. Um, then that video of Rooster pulling the trash truck, it's yeah. almost at 3 million views and the comments are off the chart. And then in the beginning it bugged me. And now I, I relish it. I look forward to it because that's engagement. Mm, yeah. Which right. YouTube likes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. I guess I need to, uh, I need to get out of here cause I have a, a long day tomorrow. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'll keep you updated, and I'm sure you'll be getting texts and pictures of it, unless it just goes completely sideways and, and I get stuck on my one-way ticket to Birmingham, Alabama. Something doesn't work <laughs> out, and I might be calling you for a ride well, back. I'll come get you, and, and if you're in it, give me a call. We'll set up the podcast stuff, and we can record it all so we capture your uh Oh, yeah, yeah. Thought. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, you got anything to add, sir? I do not. Okay. Ryan's had a hard Ooh. day. It was a today, yeah. Are you going to be okay by yourself tomorrow, Ryan? I think uh, he's looking yeah. forward to it after I, today. <laughs> I should be fine, yes. I shushed yeah. him. Be fine. I shushed yeah. him earlier. Yes, I was. Do you I have anything else to say, Ryan, to all of us Bronco bitches out there? You know, I have an appreciation for anything off-road, so I don't really, uh, you know, I, th I think it's all fun. It's what you enjoy. So I, I haven't done the go-fast stuff like y'all did. For me, I'm still in the rock crawling. I enjoy rock crawling stuff. So I don't get it to do it near as much as I'd like to, but yeah, that's still, that's what I'm into. I know y'all are kind of going towards more of the move fast and stuff like uh, that. No, it's just, it's just the, it's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. I know y'all enjoy that. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to try it yet. So I don't think I've had a, a nice, easy rock crawler in a while since my JK kind of, in the last couple of years, I haven't really driven my JK much. The gladiator was completely different animal. It crawls differently than the others. Uh, that's something we need to talk about one day in a totally different podcast, yeah. but it's just been different since I got the gladiator and I love the gladiator so much. And, and, uh, the way I built it that, um, uh, I just didn't rock crawl for a while because the Wrangler set and now the gladiator has been gone. The Bronco, I'm not going to rock crawl this Bronco maybe in a year, maybe after we built, we make some changes and it may be, uh, an option that becomes, you know, more feasible, but it, to me, that's not why I'm buying it. But yeah, now that we're kind of moving things around and we'll, we'll start, it's called war pig, but I think we're going to change the name to Guinea pig because it'll probably be on build version 86.3 or something. I think is as I get that thing re redefined, whatever it may be ends up being that we'll start getting more, we'll back into the rock crawling stuff. Who knows, man, maybe we'll, we'll watch the, the buggy competition next month, uh, out of wolf caves. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll start building a buggy one of these days, but we got a lot of projects to build. I got the, the ranchero out there, you know, uh, wrapping up this other build, uh, the shop truck, you know, and then, and then the JK, it's got to get rebuilt. So who knows what's going to happen. So, but anyways, all right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, watching and listening. And uh, remember, we're going to try and do this every week. 
going forward. And I promise we're going to get better at it as we go along. Actually, I shouldn't promise that. We It could be a complete dumpster <laughs> fire from one episode to the next. And uh, that's those are the fun ones. I'm looking yeah. forward to a good dumpster fire uh, podcast in this room. And I think, I think once we get some of those other guys back in here that we practiced, uh, inadvertently practiced, we thought those were complete full on. Those are going to be published episodes and uh, they just turned out to have problems. But as this goes on, we promise we're going to get better at it and we'll go from like eight people watching and listening to maybe a couple thousand one day. And honestly, I don't care. If it ever does, I just have fun talking with people about off-road stuff. And that's what I think is going to be fun when we get this, the call-in stuff going on is where we get this complete, we're going to have to, Ryan is going to have to screen calls. Oh, somehow. Yeah. He's going to have to screen them because I don't want any uh, lunatics calling in talking about God knows what, but, uh, I think once we get that established and we get people calling in that we're going to have a whole lot of fun with it. But in order to do that, Tony, you're probably going to have to be here. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. I was getting ready to say, we, whether we edit this out or not, the, it would be kind of fun to come down for a couple of days and knock out about four or five episodes. Yeah. And then have those in the can and then do it again next month. and Maybe come down a couple of days a month and just knock them out. Yeah, and hopefully your connection is a lot better when you're actually here in person. <laughs> it probably won't be. I'll still, I'll still do this. You're just going to sit across the desk from me and be like, just straight in, in the middle of conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just or where he looked at, like he was asleep earlier. Yeah, it, it literally is. Uh, you froze a, with your eyes completely shut. There's a commercial on TV where they do that, and we're like talking about back connection. Have you seen those? The, the, the lady scares the shit out of the kid that's watching it or something. Anyways, because it always glitches at the most horrible time or perfect, however you want to look at it. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to doing this more often. And, and like I said, anybody out there watching, listening, whatever you're going to do, I appreciate constructive feedback. Probably, I don't know how often I'm going to look at the comments on this stuff, but if you need to email us at uh, support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at E-X-O-D-U-S-4-X-4.com, and Ryan's going to take your comments and delete them. Well, no, your feedback. We're going to take your feedback. We're not going to delete it. We're going to actually take it. We're going to do what we can to make this what you guys want to watch and what you want to listen. So, all right, let's wrap it up. i got to go to Alabama. So, Ryan, thank you for sticking around this evening. Tony, once again, uh, we appreciate you. And everyone watching and listening at home, thank you, and we hope to see you next week. See you. Safe travels. Thanks. <laughs>